What's up, babes? We're here to talk all things hot girl shit. And we mean all things. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Haley. Let's jump right into it. So before we get started, we just want to throw out a trigger warning for you guys. Um, Depression, anxiety, and any sort of loss warning. If these are triggers for you, please listen to us next week. This is not the one for you. Um, we'd love it if you join us. If not, no hard feelings. We send you our love. Absolutely. So, first, let's recap the past weekend. Oh, yeah. We did a wedding. Wedding bells. First wedding of 2021 <laughs> as a trio. Mm-hmm. Our little threesome. Yeah, our team. Yeah, and this one was crazy because I've never gone to a wedding so late. Yeah. I'm usually there, like, when hair and makeup starts, mm-hmm. and then I end up just sitting there, and I feel bad that I'm not like shooting anything right, but it's right. like, I already got the detail shots I'm literally waiting for you to have a face on yeah like, <laughs> so this time I didn't get there till two thirty. yeah which it worked out like perfect because I always feel like I I don't even like when the photographer's there and I'm doing makeup because then I feel like extra rushed mm-hmm. and I'm trying to because I know they're just standing around like waiting yep and I'm like, and I know I wouldn't want those pictures of how mm-hmm. awkward makeup is. Like, mm-hmm. especially when you look at it, you're just like, oh, okay. Like, like I'm going oh, to war. Why do I look <laughs> yeah. like that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it could look crazy. But, yeah. You know? The well, and your between. face and Gabby's face while you're focusing is yeah. not yeah. always very flattering. No, no, no. <laughs> I look angry, <laughs> usually. Like, yeah. I'm not angry. But, and that's why I told one of the bridesmaids had said that she got a makeup trial. And she's like, the girl never, like, she didn't talk to me. And then I was like, oh, do I need to talk more? Like, you know? <laughs> and I'm I was like, shit. And I told her, I was like, well, I'm like, I don't know if this is why she wasn't talking, but me, like, I just get zoned out yeah. on makeup and I'm just concentrating. Yeah. You I know? do that while I'm shooting too because I'll be looking at where's your toes, where's your fingers, where's right. your head, is your face right, is mm-hmm. your lingerie right? Like, there's so many different pieces. And I got to tell you, yes, I love yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, wait, there's too many pieces. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and I go way slower when I'm talking. Yeah. So if I'm just quiet and focusing, then I'm like, mm-hmm. that's why I like mode. when the music is on in mm-hmm. the studio because yeah. then you can just fucking vibe. Yeah, just go absolutely. On. I'm such and, a music person too. Like, yeah. turn the music up. Mm-hmm. And I did so good because I was done before Gabby even, and I uh-huh. even texted you so proud. It's like, guess who's done early? I know, she stressed me out loud. <laughs> she texted me out. Guess who's done early? I was like, oh no, I'm fucking in the Taco Bell drive through. Yeah. What do you <laughs> mean <laughs> you're done early? <laughs> no, no. Yeah. But it worked out. It was fine because yeah. they were plenty busy and they were eating and stuff. They got a chance to like yeah. actually like sit and eat. Mm-hmm. And then I got to do touch-ups afterwards. And then you got your pictures mm-hmm. <laughs> when we were doing Yeah, and literally the, final touches. Like, on my end, the photos went off without a hitch. There was a couple of hiccups like during the wedding. Like one of the girls' zippers broke. I just feel like you can't go through a whole wedding day without something yeah. happening. Like there's something just, has to happen. There's something yeah. determined half of that. Oh my God, they wrote letters to each other. I'm over here bawling like a fucking baby trying to look through this lens. Like, I hope these pictures come out straight because I was blurry as hell. <laughs> I could not make it through because he was talking about his baby girl and this is a new mommy. And I was oh. like, oh, oh, God, you got me. Yeah. Mom, you no. got me. I even left a comment on her thing. I was like, hey, those fucking tears were not included in the price. Okay? Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh-uh. Oh, my God. Up for that. That's awesome. Yeah. That was and cute. then... What happened on Sunday? I went to my dad's house for family dinner. That was it. Yeah. I did nothing. <laughs> Sometimes that's the best thing to do. Yeah. I was not feeling it. I was chilling. 
I met Nico's brother. Oh, yeah. This weekend. Mm-hmm. He lives in Greece, y'all. And he's been there this whole time during COVID because they've been on lockdown. Yeah, so, super lockdown. Yeah, huh? yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I could not live there. I'd be in trouble all the time. Mm-hmm. I'd just be in jail. Because... Oh, and they're not fucking around either. You get caught outside. No, no. no. Like, they bring you your groceries. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Gosh, they're crazy. It's crazy. So, that was cool. But it was a pretty chill weekend. Yeah. So. Good oh, I went to my 90s grunge party. Oh, yeah. 90s grunge. Yeah. 90s grunge party. Yeah. Yeah. That was dope. Kaylee she wore one of my it. shirts. Yeah. <laughs> one of my shirts from when I was skinny. Yeah, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> but we were playing in my closet. Okay. <laughs> I my aunt works for Spank, so I get sent all of like the like promo oh, shit that can't be sold afterwards. So I had this little teeny tiny shirt, teeny <laughs> tiny, and it's meant to stretch over you, right? But like. Uh, so we got some titties over here. I, sh- I <laughs> put the stretch to the test. Okay, we'll just say if that. If it fucking spanks held up. First of all, those I, nipples okay, were just just <laughs> just so you could like picture like a newborn baby, a onesie, onesie is what the size this thing looked yeah. like before I put it on. Okay. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. <laughs> And I was just like, was oh, like, they're like, you want to try this one? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> she was like, can't get my boobs out. I said, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I pushed up each boob from the bottom. <laughs> we going to make it fit today. Yeah. She pinched my nipples and all, but she got it in there. I got it's them fine. In there. Hey, beauty knows no pain, okay? Yeah. I wasn't complaining. It was fine. <laughs> and then the walking out in front of the boys just oh, pretending yeah. nothing happened like just nonchalant. I was like, just walk out there straight face. She couldn't do it. She didn't even make it to the next bedroom before she was busting up like <laughs> good times alright you ready? yeah you ready? you're the more emotional one I know (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm feeling anxiety for emotion for you (laughs) she's over here like are you okay? I'm like yeah I'm fine I know I keep asking you are you okay? are you sure? I'm good okay alright alright so um fuck I don't even know where to start so, well, I guess if y'all been listening to the last couple of podcasts, we talked about how we were sneaking out. So one of those times that I snuck out and then things were different when I got home and I got caught, that was the night I made my little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and I know because then I was grounded. <laughs> so um, I got pregnant when I was 17 and... Uh, I was in with my boyfriend, and I was dumb and decided to stop taking my birth control because we had broken up. And then uh, I snuck out and did the deed and made the baby. (laughs) And then, so what we did, like, every Saturday is we went to the cherry auction. So that was, like, my workout Mm -hmm. for the week, right? Because I was a sucker for some uh, Oreo McFlurries. That was my fucking Mm -hmm. weakness. Fire. Fire. (laughs) Fire. So I had to go work out and walk the cherry auction every Saturday. <laughs> so one morning, so I guess it would have been Saturday morning, I woke up and um, I told him, my son's dad, that I didn't feel him moving. Mm. And he was like, well, maybe he's just sleeping. I was like, all right, well, let's go to the cherry auction. We'll walk around. And mm-hmm. usually if I was up walking around, he was awake kicking me. Right. If I was sleeping, he was chilling. So we walked the whole thing and I still didn't feel him. I went home, I took a nap. And I thought, well, maybe he was fucking around while I was sleeping, whatever. Mm-hmm. I never felt it. Wait. So then I ended up going home that night to my parents' house. 
And I told my stepmom that I hadn't felt him all day. And she was like, well, rest a little bit, and then we'll call your OB in the morning and figure out what's going on. Right. So I woke up probably like 3 in the morning, and my stomach was hard as a rock. Mm. And I was like, the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, my stomach was not hard. And I called for my stepmom. She woke up. We got in the car. I drove to the hospital. And they um, put me in, like, one of those hallway curtain things because, like, all the OB rooms were full. Uh-huh. So they put me on, like, a stretcher, and then they had, like, those little fake curtains around me. Mm-hmm. And this little nurse, this poor nurse, like, I wish I could figure out who she was because I was not nice to her. <laughs> she brought out one of those little teeny tiny fucking heart rate finder things. And she was dicking around and moving around and putting more gel and moving oh, and moving. God. She was like, you know what? Let me go find the doctor. I said, bitch, if you don't tell me if there's a heartbeat or not, I'm... And she was like, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just tell me. Like, don't fucking beat her on the bush. Mm-hmm. Obviously, something's wrong. Yeah. Tell me what I need to prep for. And she was like, she was like, I, don't, I can't find a heartbeat. I was like, okay. So my stepmom was like, well, maybe he's behind something else. Right, maybe right. the placenta's in front of you, whatever. So, um, the doctor comes in and he tells me there's no heartbeat and they put me in a room and they started me on Pitocin Mm -hmm. because my body was naturally going to expel something that was Mm -hmm. not supposed to be there. Right. And it just was depending on how long it was going to take. Right, right. So, um, started me on Pitocin, got me on a catheter because I told them I didn't want to feel a thing. Mm -hmm. Like, as close as you can to putting me out, put me the fuck out. Right. So, let's see, I labored all morning, I got my epidural, and then my parents were like, we're going to go downstairs to eat, Mm -hmm. and like, most of my family was there, I don't remember most of my family even being there, but most of it was there, so my aunt, I call her Aunt Witchy, she was with me, and so my parents were like, we're going to go downstairs and get something to eat, the time it took for them to go from the room to the bottom of the elevator, I dilated from a 7 to a 10. Oh, shit. So I told my aunt, I was like, I got to pee. She was like, baby, you don't have to pee. You have a catheter. Yeah. You don't have to yeah. pee. It should just come right on out. I was like, nope, I'm going to pee everywhere. Yeah. And she was like, ah, let me look. Boom, there's baby's head. Oh, my God. She was like, I'm going to catch this baby. I'm going to catch my baby. And like, my aunt has been there since I was born, too. So right, she's right. like, I'm going to catch him. This, this one was mine. <laughs> So, my parents come hauling ass back up the elevator to come get with me. Baby's dad was right next to me. And then my stepmom made in the room and my dad stayed out. So, the doctor only had time to put on his mask. He didn't have time to glove up, apron up, nothing. And apparently my water never broke because I wasn't in, like, regular labor. Baby uh wasn't big enough, anything like that. You have to pop it? Psh! Like, nobody tells you, but it just <laughs> everywhere. So now I'm freaking out. Like, holy fuck, this baby just fly out of me? Like, what the fuck happened? So I I only had to push, like, two times. And he was born at 1.10 p.m. And he was one pound, seven ounces, and 21 inches long. Wow. Yeah, big old baby. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so then um, they cleaned him up, and I got to be with him for, like, four hours. 
I think. Mm-hmm. And so only I held him and baby's dad held him. Nobody else got to hold him except for the nurse like that mm-hmm. carried him back and forth. Right. And then uh, my pastor came and prayed over me. I don't remember it. There's just a picture of it. Mm-hmm. My grandparents came. And then all of his, like, baby's dad family came. And I have pictures of all that, but I don't really remember any of that. Yeah. And then, um, and then he started to change colors. Mm. And that's when I was like, this isn't the baby that I want to remember. Yeah. You could take him. And then... Um, I didn't know this, but they are prepared for, like, the moms that lose babies. Mm-hmm. And they have, like, little gift boxes. Mm-hmm. And that way you can keep, like, the bracelet. Because usually mm-hmm. the baby will go home with the bracelet. Yeah, right. And, like, the clamp for the belly button. And, I don't know, just some of the other stuff. So, all of us grandchildren got blankets made of a with a piece of my stepmom's wedding dress. Oh, that's So, um... He obviously wasn't due yet, mm-hmm. so my grandma hadn't made his yet. Mm-hmm. So that day, my stepmom called her and said that we had lost him. She went to the store, got him a blue blanket, mm-hmm. cut a piece of her wedding dress, and sewed it in there, and that was the only blanket that he was in. I was like, oh, oh my gosh, so <laughs> cute. I know, that's the only blanket I have that he ever touched, but I still have all of his stuff. And then they took him away, and I have his little ashes right there, my little baby urn, my little angel baby. and now he'll be 10 years old on july 17th that's crazy i can't even like imagine going through that especially how young you were Mm -hmm. like not only dealing with like teen pregnancy Mm -hmm. and then how your family is too like you're not a virgin Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. and then you're pregnant as a teen and then now you've just lost a child as a teen like yep that's insane. Yeah, it was, well, it was without a doubt the hardest thing that I've ever done, even yeah. before I lost him, because my dad, my parents were young parents. I literally, um, my parents were holding me in their senior prom picture. Oh my God. Yeah, they got kicked out right after that, <laughs> but I'm in their senior prom picture, so they were young parents too, so after I told my dad that I was pregnant, he didn't talk to me for a couple weeks, and... um he told me that it's not because he was disappointed in me. It was because he didn't want me to go through the same struggles that he had to go through. Okay. Because he worked his ass off. He did all the things. My mom worked her ass off to right. be where she is. Like, it's hard. Right. It's hard to be a young mom. Right. But now they have a little angel baby. And he was the first great grandbaby. Mm. So how is it, like... Every year, like when his birth, it's his birthday. Um, I feel like over the years, not that it's gotten easier, but it's gotten easier for me to be strong through it. Mm-hmm. And I think that now that I have like, not a platform, but like I have girls that talk to me. Right, right. And it makes it a lot easier to just talk about it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of girls want to like hold it in. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to tell anybody that I... That I had a, a stillborn or that I had a miscarriage. Well, why not? Yeah. Like, that's still your baby, whether he's in your arms or in God's. Like, right, right. It's still, it's still a part of your life. You need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's it, Same with anything else. Like, if you lost your mom, mm-hmm. you need to talk about it. Yeah. You can't yeah. just keep it held in. Like, Absolutely. And nobody's going to judge you for something happened to your baby. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. So, 
with my son, they don't know if anything was wrong with him, but when he was born, um, the umbilical cord was completely empty. Hmm. So they think that a blood clot passed into my placenta. Oh. And that he just kind of like fell asleep. Okay. So, but there's no way to know if anything was wrong with him. Right. But, like, I mean, after 10 years, like, it's always a question. Like, if something was wrong and God took him from me, that way he didn't have to have any sort of issues. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I have a perfectly healthy boy. Right. And could have just been a crazy accident. Yeah. How far apart was it when... After you lost Riker to when you got pregnant with B? Four years. Just under four years. So then how was that? Like, what did you feel when you got pregnant? Um, When I got pregnant with Brantley, I was in a very unhealthy relationship. And I think uh, after losing Riker, I spiraled a little bit. Because, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to be a labor and delivery nurse. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have a family, not anymore. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be with a great guy, not anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. the abusive relationships, the alcohol, the whatever else. Like, I pride myself in knowing that I've never been depressed except for when I lost him. Mm-hmm. But I think that the emotional trauma carried on for a couple years. Right, right. And then when I got pregnant with Brantley, it was like, do or die. Like, do I let this keep going and I let this man keep hurting me Mm -hmm. or do I be the mom that I need to be especially since I already lost one right so like after I found out I was pregnant with Brantley everything changed like I delivered Brantley by myself in an emergency c-section because Brantley's dad was in jail Mm -hmm. so it was like whatever this is what I have to do yeah You, you turn into mom mode right right so I think that getting pregnant with Brantley was a blessing in disguise yeah. I was like a saving grace. Mm-hmm. It pulled you out. Mm-hmm. Because you probably could have gone further down. Yeah. It probably would have yeah. kept going. And I probably would have never separated myself from, like, that person and all the nastiness that came along with him. Right, right. Oh, gosh. And then how old was B when you met Bobby? I've been with Bobby for... Three years next month. Okay. So he was four. Oh, yeah. And now you have, like, your good guy in yeah. your family. Uh-huh. And your healthy child. Uh-huh. <laughs> your only, your, his only child syndrome. The only child syndrome, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I know. He tells me all the time, too. I'll tell, I'll ask him if he wants to have a brother. So he's like, I, I have Riker. I'm like, okay, but, <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Or, and he calls him Baby Riker, mm-hmm. I think just because he's in, like, a baby urn. Right. So he's like, well, how old is he? I'm like, well, he's older than you. But he's Baby Riker. I'm like, but his <laughs> name is not Baby right. Riker. <laughs> yeah. Like, you gave him that. Mm-hmm. Oh, but, my God. Yeah, it's definitely, it's crazy to see, like, how much he's changed with the situation, too. Because mm-hmm. before, it was like, this is an urn, this is something that makes mommy sad. And then we do balloons. And that was, like all that he knew, cared about, and then all of a sudden, it was like, every time he saw the urn, he wanted to hold it, Mm -hmm. and it was like an issue if I didn't get it down so he can hold it, Mm -hmm. and then one day, he started asking all kinds of questions, well, why can't we go get him, Mm -hmm. why can't we go up there and go get him, like, he was just not understanding, and I still have never explained, like, death 
to him. Mm-hmm. And then we just lost Bobby's grandma, so and he, like, kind of understood, right. I think. But I don't think that he put the pieces together that, like, that's kind of what happened to Riker. Mm. Yeah. So he's getting better, but he'll, he, I don't know what is happening lately. We were in the car, and he told me, well, Mom, do you remember when Riker came down and, and took us up to heaven? And I was like, no. Did I tell you about this? No. Yeah, Liam was in the car with us. He was like, Riker came and got us. I was like, when? When did yeah. we do that? Yeah. And I'm a very God-fearing Christian woman. I know he's up there. You yeah. Know. So he was like, yeah, we were at the park, and I was playing, and you were sitting on the bench. And I was like, well, what did we do? Yeah. And he was like, he took us up to heaven, and he showed us the house, and there was big windows, and lots of pretty carpet, and he just kept going oh. on with, like, all these crazy descriptions, like the stairs, and the bedroom, and the kitchen, and I was like, oh. what? Yeah. Like, when did that, when did this happen? And I kind of, like, let it go, because mm-hmm. after I was asking him questions, then it kind of turned into, like, you could tell that he was trying to keep the story going right, a right. little bit. Uh-huh. You know how kids. Yeah. So... Then I just kind of, like, dropped it. Two, at least two weeks later. Mm-hmm. But, Mom, do you really not remember when Riker took us up to heaven with him? I was like, no, but I don't remember that. Yeah. And he was like, well, did he just take me? I was like, I don't know, baby. You were there. Like, yeah. he could take both of us. I just don't know. Yeah. He's like, well, can I talk to him? I'm like, you talk to him whenever you want to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, have that oh conversation. I don't care. Yeah. And, not, and then cool. today, he wants his racing number to be 717, Riker's mm-hmm. birthday. And he was riding, and I was telling him, like, go hard, go hard, like, drop it low, go hard. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I ride hard for baby Riker. And I was like, what? What? <laughs> when? <laughs> like, you can't just throw those yeah. at me. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's cute. But I wonder if he's coming to him, like, in his dreams. Yeah. You know? That's mm-hmm. really cool, though. Well, like, so Riker was born with his tongue sticking out. And for a long time, every picture I took of Brantley, he stuck his tongue out. I was like, that's just, like, what kids do, right? right? right. Never, like, put it together. And then he would randomly be, like, looking up in the sky, like, and stick his tongue out. And then stick his tongue out. I'm like, (laughs) what are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'm sticking my tongue out. Okay. Who are you doing that to? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's cute. So, I remember one of the questions was, therapy? Did you go to therapy after you lost Stryker? So... I had a good little spurt of um, not getting out of bed, mm-hmm. and then my aunt that almost caught the baby mm-hmm. <laughs> was like, you're getting out of bed, and we're going to um, Things Remembered, uh-huh. and we got a necklace made, and then she um, she called me like a couple weeks later, and she was like, I got you tickets to go see Brantley Gilbert uh-huh. at the Mid-State Fair, <laughs> so I was like, all right, fuck it, I'll go, mm-hmm. all right, so I went, and that's like kind of what started me to like pull myself out of Mm -hmm. it, get back up, like, my baby wouldn't want me to be in bed. If I had him, I wouldn't be laying in bed, you know? Right, right. So then, um, I don't know if it was just because she thought it would be the best thing for me to do, or if she could see that, like, I needed something, but my Mm -hmm. stepmom put me in therapy, Mm -hmm. and it was mandatory therapy, Mm -hmm. and it did not work for me. Yeah. I was not the one... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> who wanted to go to therapy only because, like, I solely believe that some people need therapy. They need yeah. to talk about their problems. Mm-hmm. They need somebody that's been taught how to help you through these problems. Right. Like, it totally makes sense for some people to do therapy. But as a angry 18-year-old, mm-hmm. 
how are you going to tell me how I need to cope with my son Mm -hmm. dying inside of me Mm -hmm. and you've never done it? Yeah. No fucking way. I'm not listening to you. Mm -hmm. You want me to tell you how the color yellow makes me feel? Like, fuck you. Yeah. And that was just the only way that I looked at it. And, like, I think that the type of person I am, I look at not always the good side, but, like, Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know what good came from losing my son, and I'll never know. Right, right. But there is a way for me to help other people. Mm-hmm. So going to therapy was not the way that I was going to do it. Mm-hmm. And the way that helps me is when I can talk to other people about it and be like, it's okay that this happened to you. Yeah, right. Talk about it. Right. Yes, we'll remember his birthday. Yes, even if you had him or her for, like, a month did you take your baby home right. and then you lose it like right. there's so many different stages of loss that nobody understands except for you right. right like nobody knows how I felt in that moment nobody knows how his dad felt in that moment mm-hmm. and you handle it differently right yeah I feel like when it's I feel like mandatory therapy can never help because Mm-mm. you're one forced to do it that's like mandatory and, rehab. Right. And you have to be like willing to go and then you're more open because yeah. if you're angry about going, you don't want to be there and you're forced, mm-hmm. like that therapist has not a fighting chance. No. You know? Uh-huh. <laughs> like I'm not opening up to you. I don't know yeah. you and you don't know what I've been through. Yeah. And it's not going to work out for either one of us. You might as well right. just go home. Right. Did yeah. you deal with any anxiety when you got pregnant with B? I did. But I feel like I would have been okay, but my doctors were so aggressive about it. Mm. And I think that's what made it worse for me because since there was no, like, reason as to why Riker died, it kind of made them a little bit more on edge. Like, what are all the different things we can put you through to make sure it doesn't happen again? Right. And so, like, I used to take um, blood thinners to make sure I didn't have any blood clots, Mm -hmm. but I never had another blood clot after that so it kind of just didn't make sense right and then I used to go to non-stress tests twice a week mm. so I was put on bed rest instantly yeah when I found out I was pregnant with Brandon. right like they're like work no yeah. sex no yeah fun no yeah you lay there <laughs> lay there and then you can drive your ass to the hospital twice a week and then you can drive home mm-hmm. so um I had NSTs twice a week and then I had a meeting with a specialist once a week mm. so Normally, you get, like, an ultrasound every two months. Right, right. I had three a week. Yeah. Like, there was... We were not playing with this baby. And then he wanted to fucking come early. And then I was in the hospital for seven days because he wanted to come extra early. Oh, and then it ended in an emergency C-section. I was like, <laughs> kid. And he was perfectly fine. He just wanted to come out. Yeah. I was like, I cannot. So, we were fucking with me. Oh, my God. How come you had to have a C-section where you're not dilating? Um, so I went into full-blown labor on Thanksgiving, and my stepmom took me to the hospital, and they were like, no way, he's not due till, um, January 21st, like, no fucking way. Yeah. And so they gave me the, like, steroid shot for Mm -hmm. his lungs, and then they put me on, like, Supreme, like, you can pee, and that's it. Right, right. And then, um, so my NSTs kept being twice a week, and if he didn't do the things that they wanted to do in 30 minutes, I was admitted. Oh. So, he was born December 15th. Seven days before that, he didn't pass the NST. They decided that I wasn't going home again until I had him. So, they put me on magnesium Mm -hmm. and fucked 
me up. <laughs> Did you ever get put on magnesium? Oh, mm. no. that no. magnesium is meant to stop your body basically and just let your fucking heart pump. Mm. So everything is slow. Your eyes don't work. Like, I could turn and look at you, and then a minute later, the other one will come and look at you. Like, that shit is not playing. So, his heart rate dropped, and the doctor came in and was like, look, we can either put you back on magnesium, or we can take him out. And I was like, well, you saw him try, like, breathe. Mm -hmm. You saw him suck. You saw him do all the things he needed to do, right? Right. I got the shots. I got, like, take this fucker out. He's ready to come out. Right, right. So then they wheeled me in and that shit. Nobody prepares you for a C-section. Yeah. Like, (laughs) I was like, why is the room on fire? And they're like, we're cauterizing your artery. What? You're doing what? And then he's crying. I'm like, oh my god. Put put it back. (laughs) Why am I on fire? I was a fucking mess. Oh, my God. And everybody tells me, like, the spinal tap was the worst part. I'm like, really? The room on fire scared the shit out of me? (laughs) I'll take a spinal tap all day long. Oh, my God. (laughs) Jesus. And then the poor nurse. (laughs) She went to, like, change my dressing, and she had my knees, like, up. Mm -hmm. And she dropped one, so it, like, hit the railing (laughs) on the bed. Hell hard. (laughs) Hell hard. She's like, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I can't feel a thing. (laughs) I don't feel shit. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. Other than that, like, it was a perfectly fine pregnancy. I just, he just wanted to come out. Yeah. Mm. And then he got to come home from the NICU the day before Christmas. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that was only because he was so preemie that they put him on caffeine to make sure his he didn't forget to breathe. Uh-huh. And then once they get off of caffeine, they have to be there for five days. They have to oh. monitor you for five days. Like, that's a long time. Yeah. Did you? Were you still in the hospital? No. So I they took Brantley to St. Agnes. Uh-huh. No. What's the one in downtown Fresno? Fresno They took him there. Oh. Okay. So I delivered him at Clovis, and they took him to Fresno because they have the most amazing NICU center. Mm. So um, the doctor that delivered Riker also delivered Brantley. Okay. And so the next, they took Brantley like two hours after he was born. And then the next morning, or no, I guess it was that night, I told the doctor like, so you're letting me go home? And he was like, no. Three days from C-section before you go home. Mm -hmm. I was like, no. Mm -hmm. I was like, I went home without a baby once. I'm not going home without a baby again. So Mm -hmm. either you can let me go now and I will go sit at the hospital with him. Mm -hmm. Perfectly fine. Right. Or I'm going to walk my happy ass out of here. Right. So (laughs) you let me know. He said, well, I've never released somebody 24 hours after a C-section. I said, so what do I need to do? He said, if you can walk around the labor and delivery wing mm-hmm. without touching the handrails and without hurting and stopping, you can go sit with him. Mm-hmm. So guess what? <laughs> A bitch walked yeah. around the fucking wing. <laughs> I was like, I'm really just going to go sit in another chair. Like, right. just let me go. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, Lee was in the NICU, too, afterwards. But I was also admitted. So um, that's the only thing that 
worked is we were both in the hospital oh, yeah. for a little over a week because <laughs> oh. I got postpartum preeclampsia mm. and they couldn't get my blood pressure down. Oh God! And I that walk though was rough because he could only come out of his light every oh. thirty minutes or every three hours for thirty minutes. Oh, damn. And so that was my only time with him. So I fucking got my fat ass up and walked that. (laughs) Oh, my God. It hurt so bad. Like, that walk (laughs) sucked. And I remember his dad, like, I'm just going to take a nap. I'm like, really? Like, nothing happened to you. And you're just like. You're just tired? Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to fucking limp down there. Like, (laughs) But I I did it every three hours. Yeah. So I wouldn't miss a feeding so I could see him because he was, like, in this little incubator Mm -hmm. thing. And he's just naked with his little diaper on and these little glasses. Yes, like these little, little tanning glasses. Yes. Like, yeah, Brantley oh did it too. Yeah. Like, oh, you little thing, you're so cute. Yeah, so, yeah, Brantley, like, graduated from each one of the little stages. Mm-hmm. So I got to be there for all that. And I will say that, like, it's it's never a good thing for a baby to be in a NICU. Right. But those NICU nurses put those babies on a fucking schedule yeah. mm-hmm. like you're struggling to have feedings every three hours right send that baby to nick you right right <laughs> send that baby to them nurses they'll fucking get him mm-hmm. they'll get him right yeah i did i definitely appreciated yeah. those nurses yeah a lot. they're amazing yeah absolutely yeah and i just remember every time my emotional loss every time i got to hold him for just that three minutes crying the whole time <laughs> crying just bawling crying like you're so beautiful like god <laughs> I was just so ready for him to come home. Like, I'm so tired of sitting there. Because I, I did seven days. Yeah. And then I did, um, he was in the Nick, he was in the Nikki for ten days. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm done. All done. Yeah. Send me home. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, like, I guess it's not really the same when you have a vaginal birth. Because my baby was one pound, mm-hmm. 11 ounces. Um, it's not the same as a full delivery but c-section i was chilling Mm -hmm. like i feel like after the vaginal birth i had to spray the fucking water bottle you got like those big ass diaper pads on Mm. the only time that my c-section hurt was i forgot about it in the middle of night and i woke up to pee and i tried to sit up instead of like roll out of the bed oh i thought i spread my shit wide open (laughs) (laughs) I was like, Mom! Ah! <laughs> Just screaming from across the house. Oh, God. Is your, where your scars, is it numb? Yes. Yeah, yeah mine's okay. completely numb. And it was like, almost like a part of I'm like, look at this. Like, yeah. <laughs> nothing. Like, super numb. And none of my hair grows right there either. Oh, yeah. A little bald spot. There's like yeah. a perfect, like if I get a little lazy, there's yeah. like a perfect, like, smiley face <laughs> line. And it's so low. Oh, yeah. You told me that. Yeah. And my doctor was like, mm, if you have another baby, we'll make it lower. I was like, what? You, if you go lower, it's going to be my pussy lips. Like, <laughs> no fucking way. You can't go any lower than Oh, that. my God. Uh-uh. Jesus. But my C-section scar is a lot like my breast reduction scars. Oh, yeah. I can't feel a damn thing. Yeah. I'd be like, you don't feel that? I'm like, no, I'll feel that. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Uh-uh. I got nothing. I got nothing for oh, you. Oh, my God. Jesus. Yeah. But 10 years old, I think we're going to go to the beach. Yeah. We're to the house. big birthday. Let out some balloons. Yeah. I think that's the only day that gets hard for me is, like, oh, okay, so you asked me, like, how I do Callista's birthday. Mm-hmm. So, I do not cry in front of people. Mm-hmm. Clearly, we know this. Right. Um, 
So, I really don't like to cry in front of my fiancé, because mm-hmm. I'm strong, and, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm an independent woman. Independent. <laughs> strong, independent. Um, so, I told him, I was like, I'm doing good. Like, this one isn't getting to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to do all the mom things. Do it. It's just another day, and then we'll right. release some balloons, and then we'll be good. Mm-hmm. So, I did. The whole day, I was chilling. We did balloons. Me and Bobby did a face mask. We went Mm -hmm. swimming. Like, the whole get down. Yeah. And then, the next day, mess. (laughs) Lost it. Woke (laughs) up. Couldn't get myself. I was a fucking mess. He was like, what's wrong? Like, you did so good. What happened? Mm -hmm. I was like, I did too much. I tried to be too strong. Couldn't do it. Yeah. Mm -mm. Remember how you just said, like, don't hold it in. You need to talk about it. Uh-huh. It's the same thing with crying. Like, yeah. let it out. Yeah, it got me. <laughs> yeah. But I think that it, like, maybe would have been better if I talk if I, like, talked about it. Mm-hmm. But there's some people in my family that don't acknowledge him. So mm-hmm. I think that sometimes I try to, like, cater to them. Like, censoring. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's not shared that that's his birthday. To, right. to like, part of my family, but to the other part, it's, like, flowers and posts and mm-hmm. everything else, so it's, like, two totally different worlds makes it right. kind of hard to, like, separate yourself, you yeah. know? So, I think this year will be, like, good that I'm going to be with all my people. Mm-hmm. I think Gabby's going to go, too, mm-hmm. I think, if she didn't schedule a wedding, but um, all my people at the beach, yeah. where I want to be, yeah. and there'll be 10, so mm-hmm. we're doing it. Big, like a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And then lots of balloons, so, I don't know. Maybe I'll see some tears from Miss <laughs> Kaylee. <laughs> All for sure, we cry. <laughs> hey, leave me over your ball and eyes out. I'll be laying in Kaylee's lap. Like, I'm we're like, okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's like, we're okay, Kaylee. We're okay. I'll be the one crying, though. <laughs> I'm like, you're going to make it. You're going to make mm-hmm. it. So I'm just going to, like... I don't want to hug you. Like, <laughs> just hug me. Yeah. Well, just like today, I've just been all day. Are you okay? Yeah, you all okay? day. Are, Are you okay? okay? Yes. I'm okay. Fine. Yes, I'm fine. Just, <laughs> just double checking. <laughs> um. Okay. So we also got some questions. Okay. So the first one isn't a question, but they said I lost my daughter's identical twin. Her sister is eleven now, and. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Does she know that she was a twin? Does she feel the things? You know how twins can, like, mm-hmm. they have that thing. Like, Brantley can talk to Riker. Like, I wonder yeah. if they have any sort of conversations like that. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I mean, I went with that. Or I went through that with Liam. Yeah. So. Does he ever act like he could talk to somebody? Or does he know? Yeah. He, uh, he brings it up, like, randomly. He brought it up a lot, um, when Neil was sick. Oh. So he'd be playing and talking, and I'm just like, wait, and he's like, I'm playing with my brother. And, like, mm. we don't even know if it was a boy or girl. Oh. Like, we, we, that was, we, I lost the other baby before we found out the genders. Oh. So, and he just absorbed him, so I didn't yeah. pass anything. Oh, wow. Or anything. So... Yeah. Yeah, but he just says, like, little things, and when we were at the hospital, we are at um, UCSF, mm-hmm. and he was, like, playing in the corner, and we're like, what are you doing? Like, he was literally in the corner of the hospital room, like, where the door was, and we're like, Liam, come here, and he's like, 
you could hear him whispering. And I'm like, what are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are you talking to? Yeah. And he's like, I'm just talking to my brother. We're like, all right. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm just like, well, what's he saying? Like, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I want to know. Yeah. And so he just has, like, those little moments. But then he also asks, like, he'll just randomly ask random questions. Like, was he supposed to look like me? And I'm uh-huh. like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't I even, I, I didn't know if it was going to be a boy or girl. So yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. You know? And he's like, okay. And then he's just like, so I think I ate him. Like. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, there's him. that, you know? But. <laughs> But that's it. But I think they can absolutely, like, feel, you know, their yeah. siblings. Especially, like, twins, too. Like, mm-hmm. because, like, the boys, my big twins, mm-hmm. they are so in sync without trying to be in sync. Mm-hmm. So, like, it at our house all the time, we played rock, paper, scissors. Because that was the only thing that was fair to, like, se- separate yeah. it, right? Yeah. And we did it with all the kids. Uh-huh. So you could put them back to back. Right? Mm-hmm. And we make them face the opposite way so there's absolutely no cheating and where I can only see what they're throwing. Mm-hmm. It literally would take 17 times oh, till God. they would do something different. And every time, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, are you serious? Like, are you doing this on purpose? I don't understand. Do you have a routine? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, do you have it memorized? <laughs> yeah, and every single time, never failed. Same thing, same thing, same thing, same hmm. thing. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. So just stuff That's like that, funny. like, you know, it's yeah. not like, oh, you get, you laugh if you do like, Two times yeah. the same. Uh-huh. No, straight. We're like, okay, fuck. Pick yeah, a number. Like, yeah. yeah, pick a number. Same thing. Same number. I'm like, oh my god. All right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, that's good. well. There's like, I feel like there's so many different ways that they can all communicate. So like, mm-hmm. Brantley talks to him. Liam talks to him. Mm-hmm. So like, in my last house, I told you this. I think you got a little freaked out. <laughs> and in my last house, I used to see a little black figure. Mm-hmm. run around right so i saw it once running down the hallway and i didn't say anything to anybody <laughs> so this was like me and Bo- so i bought my house two months before i met bobby okay so i didn't say a word right i didn't want him to think something weird about my house right <laughs> i'm supposed to live with this bitch in yeah. your fucking haunted house <laughs> so um one night, I w- we were sitting on the couch looking at the TV, and the sliding glass doors were like it was here off to our left. Uh-huh. And the little figure ran past the sliding glass door. And so I saw it. Yeah. Well, I wasn't going to say nothing. Yeah. And I saw Bobby's head turn, like whip around. Oh. I was like, and I just kind of looked at him. <laughs> and he was like, Did you see that? I was like, Did you see that? Yeah. And he was like, What the fuck was that? <laughs> I was like, That's my baby. He was like, What? <laughs> And I was like, I've seen him like 10 times. And he was like, I've seen him like 10 times. Oh my God. I was like, what? How can you never say anything? He's like, yeah. he's all, I thought I was going crazy. Yeah. I thought I was losing my mind that this little <laughs> black shadow was running down the hallway. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. It's crazy. And then now I've been wondering if he came here. But then like randomly, I'll see like this little red fucking... Like, it looks like an ember from a fire, oh, uh-huh. and it just fucking, and then I feel all retarded, like, yeah. trying to chase <laughs> yeah. it with my eye. I'm like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. But I haven't heard anybody else say that they've seen it, so I don't know yet. I don't know if that's just me losing my fucking mind, right, right. or... <laughs> well, maybe, but... <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it could I like be. to think of, like, the more positive, so... Yeah. I mean, I felt Neil after he passed, so... Yeah. I distinctly remember... Oh, my God. The day afterwards, and, like, how you said you were, didn't want to get out of bed. Totally mm-hmm. understand that mm-hmm. feeling. 
It was the day after, the the morning I woke up after he had passed. Uh Uh-huh. And I just hear, like, my doorbell ring, my doorbell ring, my doorbell, like, multiple times, like, throughout the morning. And I can see I had the ring camera. Oh. And I could see it was, like, people dropping off food and flowers and donuts and, like, Teenagers loving it. They get so bet. much food, you know. I bet. Like the people are dropping off bags of just like McDonald's cheeseburgers, mm-hmm. just you know all the yeah. stuff that was great. But I was not moving. I can hear it, and then like I'm laying in bed, and I was just like numb, mm-hmm. and <clears throat> my uh, Neil's mom Lil came, and she's standing there talking to me, and then Tony came. It was, Mm -hmm. like, his brother. Mm -hmm. And then my mom came, and they're all trying to talk to me, right? And I'm just laying in the bed where he died, like, in his spot, like, not moving. And they're talking to me, and and they're just, like, I don't even know what they're saying, whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, Haley, we had to go to the funeral home, right? And so I was, like, okay, I guess I should take a shower. (laughs) And his brother goes, yeah, that would be good, Haley. (laughs) And I was, like... Well, that was rude. Like, he's, he's like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, yeah. shower be good for you. And, like, I totally was in, like, the same clothes for, like, four days. Yeah. Like, I didn't even, yeah, I was gross. I didn't yeah. know. Like, I did that was it not even a it thought. Doesn't care. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. Uh-uh. And so I go to take a shower, and I lock the door, mm-hmm. and I'm in the shower, Bawling, like oh, it's the best place to cry. Bawling, yeah, Nobody it's literally it. uh huh. My favorite, time. the best place yes. for a non-crier uh-huh. to cry is in the shower. Absolutely, and I'm just bawling like that, like can't mm-hmm. even breathe, and I'm literally like holding myself up with the shower walls, uh-huh. like. And so then I get out, and in our bathroom, the way it was, like okay, our shower's this way, the toilet's right there, and there was this little part where the tile went out, but it was on the outside of the shower. Mm-hmm. So I would always sit in there with Neil when he was oh. like showering in the bathroom, and I'd sit on that little tile thing. Yeah. So I was just kind of leaned up against it, and I was standing there, and I was just like, I just want to feel you, and I like literally said it out loud, and I was still crying, and I literally felt these like goosebumps and it felt like little fingers like literally like oh. this and it went from my toes all the way up my body oh and then I was just like it, I was like what <laughs> like, you know it kind of like caught me off guard and I like completely stopped crying and I was just like oh he's was, here I was like was that wait what was that you or uh-huh. is that my head like did, did I get a chill yeah or something and then it literally then it just happened up and down up and down like five mm. times and then I just, I felt so much better because I'm like, oh my God, okay. Yeah. You're here. Like, you're I'm okay. okay. I'm okay. I'm going to be okay. Like, yeah. you know, I felt better knowing that, like, he wasn't here, but he's still with, around me, mm-hmm. you know? But, so I totally feel like they're around us and yeah, they, if they, I feel like sometimes I would feel weird when I didn't feel him. Yeah. Or I didn't, I didn't have him in my dreams forever. And it bothered the shit out of me. Uh-huh. But I also feel like there's a reason. Like, yeah. they, they're trying to get you to, like, move on in a sense. Yeah. Like, you know? And so they distance themselves because that's what they believe that you need. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And when they need you, they're there. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That's crazy that something happened to you in the shower because that happened to me, too, after I lost um, Riker. Mm-hmm. Because my milk came in. Uh-huh. And I didn't have a baby to get it out. 
Oh. So I had to sit in the shower and, like, basically pump myself. Yeah. And so I just remember sitting in the shower just with my back up against the thing and letting the shower water hit me, like, Mm -hmm. on the front. And just, like, as many tears as you can. Literally just milking myself. Like, it was horrible. And, like, the shower is such a place to, like, Mm -hmm. start over. Yeah. It's so crazy. That was my, um... One thing that when me and Nico first started dating was because I did everything to not cry around my kids. Mm-hmm. And so the only place that I could escape all of these kids in the, when we moved <laughs> into the apartment was like in my bathroom in the shower. Uh-huh. So then I started dating Nico and he was staying the night and I had those moments where like I needed to cry and it was part like guilt, like I'm dating someone, it should I be dating, you know, yeah. like all the different things or just a trigger, like, yeah. oh my god, I remember this one thing that, uh, or moment with Nico, he was, like, feeling his side, and I was laying in bed, and he asked me to, like, he's like, feel this, like, do you feel something right here? And he, like, and I told him, I don't want to feel it, and he's like, no, just feel it for me, like, grab my hand, and he put it, like, on his stomach. Mm-hmm. Instant trigger, I literally ran to the bathroom, like, trying to hold in like trying to like not cry mm-hmm. starting the shower getting in the shower clothes on and all and yeah. like just bawling crying because that's what I had I used to have to feel Neil's tumors oh. and it threw me off like yeah. completely and then mm-hmm. afterwards like he literally broke into the bathroom got in the shower with me was just holding me and I'm like bawling like yeah. uncontrollably he doesn't he doesn't even understand what happened he yeah. was just like oh my uh-huh. tummy to, in his head yeah. you know like no idea uh-huh. and then they had to like have that talk after I could finally catch my breath like I can't do that yeah and like if something's wrong you literally have to go to the doctor yeah like I can't yeah I can't handle it you know yeah. and I'm like and I can't feel your stomach I can't if you feel like a bump I can't feel that you Mm-mm. need to go to the doctor right you know, and it just an instant just got you. trigger. Yes, got me so good. That was a good one. That like, was a good one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh my God. You know, so yeah. Triggers yeah. are definitely real. And they yeah. happen. And, on but it's so hard for the other person to, like, it's so. I can always tell, like, since I don't cry around Bobby, mm-hmm. when I do, he's like, what do I do? Right. Like, what, you want me to hold you? I'm yeah. like, just don't look at me. Right, right, yeah. I, don't look at me. Yeah. I don't know what to do. But, on a lighter note, when I cry, <laughs> Bobby gets really excited <laughs> down there <laughs> because he's needed by me. Mm-hmm. He needs, he needs, I need him to hold me, and I don't usually need him to do that. Yeah. So. Well, you're such, like, the rock in the household, yeah. and you're used to always being together and non-emotional mm-hmm. and you might get a little mad but that's a, that's the yeah. only emotion that'll yeah. come out you know so i get that yeah yeah i dig it <laughs> yeah. i can dig it yeah okay so no question just want to tell you both i'm so thankful i found you guys strong beautiful women <laughs> we love you that's this was sweet. the um last girl from our bdsm shoot oh okay love her yeah i love her too she's awesome um, this girl said there is healing in conversation. There absolutely is. Mm-hmm. Um, this one says, how do you handle people close to you not understanding the motherly anxiety, also sending love? So, I know this girl. I photographed her. 
and I feel like I've seen a lot on her stories that she's, like, struggling here and there, Mm -hmm. because I think, I want to say she wants to have another baby, Mm -hmm. but she's either not ready or feels like her baby will be losing out on the mom. Mm -hmm. I think, I, this is the interpretation I'm taking from her stories, but I think that at the end of the day, you're the mama. Mm-hmm. Like, you get to make the decisions that are best for you, right. first and foremost. Like, yes, I'm sure your baby would love to have a sibling, but if you're not emotionally okay with it or ready, mm-hmm. don't do it yet. Yeah. Like, yeah. you have to be the best mama that you can be to the baby that you already have. Right. Absolutely. And I don't think anyone... So, is someone, like, is she have feel it? Okay, I'm a little confused feeling like pressure to have another baby and she's not ready I think so okay so I went through that with Neil's family Mm. when he was sick they wanted me to have a baby and we when we first got married how I told you like I took out my birth control like probably a month and a half before I got married but he had a clean bill of health we thought he was good yeah then it came back and after he was sick again they wanted me to get pregnant and have a baby not all of them but certain family members and, like, I literally got taken to breakfast by one of his close relatives. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, like, you need to have a baby with him. Because what if he dies? Like, then there's no boys. What if it was a boy and it looks just like him? Like, why would you want me to do that? Yeah, like you have to go through that every single day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and then what if he dies when I'm pregnant? And then I just lose the baby anyways. Like, mm-hmm. and we already have kids. Like, we didn't see our kids as separate. Yeah. Like, we didn't have any together, but we both loved each other's kids the same yeah you know so I don't feel like anyone should pressure you into having a baby like that was never okay like you know like you have to do it when you know you're okay it's different when it just happens you're like oh shit I'm not I wasn't ready but it happened like that's why I was with Lee like I was definitely not planning for it it happened it was like all right time to grow up like Mm -hmm. you know (laughs) yeah both of mine yeah Mm -hmm. um but I think that maybe if we are taking that wrong and she's thinking of, like, how she is doing as a mom, mm-hmm. I think that as long as you're doing the best that you can, that's yeah. all that matters. Yeah, absolutely. You, I mean, we all go to bed at night and think, well, maybe I could have played with them a little more. Mm-hmm. Maybe I couldn't have lost my temper as fast or yelled or maybe I should have read that book to her or whatever. Right. But no matter what, there's tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Absolutely. I mean, they love you unconditionally. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so insane the love that babies have for their mamas. Mm -hmm. And that you gotta remember that. Yeah, you're doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay. How do you cope with day to day anxiety, and how did you cope through past depression? So, I don't really have anxiety, and I'm pretty positive that the only time I was ever depressed is when I lost my son. Mm -hmm. So, I don't personally understand the anxiety attacks. I'm very aware of them. I know a lot of people talk to me about them, but I don't really know how to work through them, so... Right. I have, like, it's a triggered anxiety. Mm. Like, it's never really where I don't know it's coming but I also have like (laughs) my seizures (laughs) which is also I have seizures that are triggered by anxiety which is weird and I I know when they're coming but I don't at the same time right 
And it's always when I'm feeling like super overwhelmed and how we're talking about like that buildup of like, because we don't let it out. I'm such like a happy person. Everything's Uh fine. I don't get bothered by a lot of things. Even if I do, I can kind of let it go or let it go on the outside, but it's like too much of that Mm -hmm. I've been holding in and then it gets me a little bit. Mm -hmm. And the depression, I've dealt with it, but it's always been because of like something dealing with the aftermath of like extreme situations happening to me. Right. So I dealt with it. I'd say the biggest, my first biggest like depression I dealt with in my life was when I was a teenager and I was raped by a family member and no one knew. So it was just like a secret and dealing with that and I definitely didn't deal with it in a healthy way. Um, but I didn't know how to deal with it. I was a teenager mm-hmm. and I had to hide this secret mm-hmm. from my family and pretend that nothing was wrong and be just happy Haley yeah. and you know. Um but I didn't I didn't like show my depression. I didn't right. I never showed my depression till I was an adult and I couldn't control not showing it. Yeah. And that was when Neil got diagnosed with cancer and it was like I had been such a piece of shit because I dealt not to him but like before Neil like in relationships mm-hmm. where I felt like every guy was a piece of shit right I just had anger towards men and even when I dated good guys I somehow turned them bad or yeah. I made them bad or I I even self-sabotaged right because I felt like I was gonna hurt them before they hurt me mm-hmm. and I was not gonna let another man hurt me so I would do it first yeah you know, and so then I met Neil, and I completely fell in love with him, and I was like, what is this? Yeah. Like, what? I didn't want, like, a family. I I had already had Liam, but, and I wanted him, but even with his dad, like, I love Liam's dad because we had a kid together. Right. But we weren't, like, trying to be in love with each other. We were sleeping around, got pregnant, and, mm-hmm. you know, we tried to make it work. I'll always have love for him because he gave me lamb. Right. And that's lamb's dad. Yep. But I, his family even asked us, like, do you want to, you need, you should get married. You're having a baby. I'm like, no, because I don't, I never want to get divorced. Yeah. I'm like, if I get married, I want to be absolutely sure. And I met Neil and absolutely fell in love with him. Like, in the beginning, I'm like, this is crazy. I've never felt this way. Mm-hmm. I was completely head over heels in love with this man. And literally two weeks later, I find out, we find out together that he is diagnosed with cancer. We were on a Harley ride, went to the hospital, found out an hour and a half later, it's either lymphoma or testicular cancer. I'm like, what? And then we're in the hospital for nine days. And I'm just like, of course, of course, because the one that I love, are you fucking kidding me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was so upset and just like, really? Like the one guy that like gets me and I'm so vulnerable with, and he knew everything. Like that was my purest relationship I've ever had. I told him like laid it all out like if you're gonna love me you're gonna love the real me and Mm -hmm. all my bads and all my goods and you're gonna know every single thing about me yep because I want to know if you truly love me right and he did he loved me Mm -hmm. and he saw me absolutely perfect yeah even how fucked up I was or how if I didn't feel myself even when I was like gaining weight from being depressed because he was sick yeah and this man I loved was dying like how does this happen like this is insane you know Mm -hmm. but 
I dealt with depression differently because how I told you I had to, I got really bad anxiety. I couldn't sleep. And I started having the seizures with him. I had a couple like trauma seizures from like actual injuries. But with him, it was... Nighttime was like the hardest because I could not sleep. <laughs> laughing. This is not funny. But... So okay, hold on. <laughs> Side note. <laughs> so after an hour, our recording stopped. So we tried to do a little swish swish, like a little perfect transition, but the fucking recording took forever to save. So we got the giggles. Okay, but we're back. But she just came right back into it. Like, did you hear it? Yeah, that was smooth. And then she fucked me up because she looked at me, like, (laughs) made me laugh. I can't hold my laughter in my bed. Okay. But yeah, but nighttime, my anxiety was the worst because during the day, I had to deal with the kids. I was, Liam was home with me because he wasn't in school. He's so little. And I did the mom life Mm -hmm. and taking care of him. So I was Mm -hmm. too busy. But at night, I could not sleep, and I'd just lay there watching him because I was literally so scared that he was going to die. Yeah. And I was just going to be asleep. Or, like, what if he gasped or needed me and I was sleeping? Like, yeah. that was my biggest fear was to wake up and him just be dead. Yeah. Which we always think about, like, I do think, like, oh, I kind of want to just go to sleep and not wake up, like, when it is my time. Mm-hmm. Like, seems yeah. like a pretty peaceful way to go. Yeah. But that was my biggest fear was... Letting him do let, that. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't sleep and I dealt with that depression and like the eating was my comfort, mm-hmm. which I always love food, but it, it was yeah. extra eating. Yeah. And I distinctly remember my mom coming over one time and I was sitting on the ground. It was a bad mom moment, but I mean, not it's what it was. I was sitting on the ground in my kitchen, crying. Liam is in my lap. I'm just falling, crying. He's a little baby, and we're eating powdered donuts together. Oh. And like, and my mom came over, and she's like, "Haley, you need to get up. You need to take yeah. a shower. Like, you need to do your hair. You need to do mm-hmm. something." And I just didn't know what to do. Neil was literally just taking a nap, and I didn't. I was just having a moment because yeah. I didn't like him to see me cry either. Yeah. And well, yeah, you have to be the stronger part now. Exactly. So, you know, that anxiety was real, though. And then I remember his brother, like, you need to smoke weed. I'm like, no, I have to function. Yeah. Like, I can't do that. And he's like, you are not functioning right now. Yeah. Like, you're you're not. Like, mm-hmm. you're just you're zombing through it. Like, yeah. that was it. And so I started smoking. He got me, like, a little pen, whatever, because it wasn't my thing. Mm -hmm. And so (laughs) I did that, and it helped. Oh, (laughs) I could not. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, But it it did help because it helped me, like, I could sleep at night. It helped me, you know, relax where I wasn't so worked up because I was just pacing. And I was up till 4 in the morning. And then sleep for maybe an hour and a half, two hours, and then just zombing through the rest of my day. Yeah. And just doing it over and over and over. So I did that, and it helped me where I wasn't so sad, and I could actually sleep, and it helped. And then when he passed, 
that was the a whole different depression. Yeah. Because then I went through, I couldn't eat. Mm-hmm. I went the whole, every morning I'd wake up, throw up, and I couldn't eat until like maybe afternoon and I barely ate and then I lost like freaking sick over 60 pounds. Damn. And everyone's like, you look great. I'm like, thanks, depression. Yeah. What's up? You know, like. <laughs> People <laughs> don't think about those things either. Like, yeah. Like, it definitely wasn't a healthy way. Yeah. You know, but I also put on weight that wasn't a healthy weight either. Because right. I was looking to food for comfort, and that was the only thing. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I was just doing the best that I could. And I felt even through that, I was definitely, like, lost and didn't know how to deal with it. Because I couldn't be weak in front of my kids. Right. None of my friends understood. None of my family understood. Mm-hmm. Like, holidays were hard as fuck. And but you still have to put on a happy face and go yeah. do all the family things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I hated it so much. Yeah. Like, it was the most annoying thing ever to me. Yeah. And I, o- I remember always feeling like I wanted to be... When people like, how are you doing? Like, <laughs> do you want the real answer? Yes. Or yes. do you want my filtered answer? Uh-huh. You know? And or when, like, people have brand new babies and they're like, here, you want to hold them? No, I don't want yeah. to hold your baby. Yeah. Or when are you going to have another one? Like, what? Yeah. No. But mm-hmm. I feel like, like, it's not the same, but it's, like, kind of the same feeling. Like, don't ask me when I'm going to have another baby after I just lost mine. Right. And don't criticize somebody for moving on after they've lost mm-hmm. their significant other. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is that everyone deals with you know, moves on at different times, and there's no right time. Yeah. Like, it's so easy for people to be judgmental that are not in that situation or haven't been through mm-hmm. anything even close to it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and people are a trip. And I think that's what sucks is that people go through hard situations and have to filter themselves or filter their lives because of other people. Yeah. Like, that is not right. Like, Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like that. And it's so sad that that's how everyone kind of conforms because everyone's so worried about other people or just, like, when it's the worst, when it's your family. Yeah. You know, like, that's insane. And, you know, people had their opinions of me moving on. And when I met Nico, I, trust me, I had my own. Yeah, right. Like, I don't need yours. Yeah, and it was... But I also knew, like, me and Neil were very open with each other, and we knew, like... Yeah. He was like, I don't want you to be alone. I don't want you to struggle. I want you to find someone that's going to take care of you. Mm Mm-hmm. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. And you have to know that, like, even when you're dealing through loss, like, whether it's your child, whatever, they want you to be happy again. Right. They don't want you sad. Like, they would never want that. Right. And it's hard, but you have to figure out a way, and... I, everyone copes differently. Mine was like, I have to stay busy because that moment when I was still was the hardest. Yeah. It was the, after I'm grinding, going to work, after I put all the kids to bed, I'd just when fucking the house is silent. lose it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or when the kids weren't there and mm-hmm. I was just there by myself and I didn't have my best friend to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know? And all my friends that I had, they weren't there as much as when I felt like I needed them, they weren't there. Well, they're always there right when something happens. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, you're okay. So here, right. like you're back to work, so you're fine. Right. Like, no, 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 don't, yeah. don't, don't forget that it's, yeah. it's the times that the door closes. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking, everyone's like, you're so strong. I'm like, thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
But I think I sh- that I th- <laughs> maybe, maybe it's just because of like how quickly and how close you and I got like so fast that mm-hmm. I didn't know Neil. Right. And I didn't really even know you. I had mm-hmm. just seen like the pictures and stuff. But like, I think about it pretty often. Like, who would you be mm-hmm. if he was still here? Right. Like, would we have what we have mm-hmm. if he was still here? Yeah. Because, like, not that we don't love Nico or anything, but, like, the one was Neil at the time. Mm-hmm. And if he was still here, like, what would what would your personality be? How would we connect? How mm-hmm. would I connect with Neil? Right, How would right. Bobby connect with Neil? Right. You know, like, because there's so much emotion between you and I. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me wonder, like, what would the emotion be with, with him? And, like, I think about it, too, like, if I, if I had a 10-year-old. Right, right. When you come over mm-hmm. and there was another one. Right. Yeah. Imagine. Three boys, yeah. Oh, fuck me. Jesus Christ. I, yeah. do that. I do that to Bobby all the time. Like, imagine if I had a 10-year-old. Like, mm-hmm. If I had a 10-year-old, or I, whatever, three years ago it would have been. But if I had two boys, mm-hmm. would, you, would you have loved me? Like, would you have yeah. came to me? And then I think, like, if I had Riker, would I have Brantley? Right. Would I have mm-hmm. had the next one, you know? Yeah. But there's always so many fucking what-ifs. It's just, it's crazy to, like think about some of them sometimes you know yeah absolutely and I do it too sometimes like I definitely thought I had a lot more time with Neil than I did and when he died it was like so abrupt that yeah. I it caught me off guard too yeah like I knew he was sick but I thought we had way more time yeah he was literally selling cars on the phone the day before he died yeah you know and like that day before he ate pizza like me and Ed's fried chicken wings like all this hello dollies all this stuff, and we were talking till three in the morning. Yeah. You know, so, which I needed that. That was our last, like, memory. Yeah. You know, it was me, him, and our best friends, Chris and Jenny. And they were, like, our best friend couple. They were over, yeah. always over. But I'm glad that that was my last moment with him, you know, and last real moment. Yeah. You know, not just him dealing with him dying or yeah. whatever, but... Yeah, I think about that, too. But I also, like, I only knew him sick, too. Yeah. So it was different because he lost all these friends when he got sick. And they were all like, oh, you start, you changed when you started dating Haley. It's like, you had cancer. Like, yeah. it, it, it was different. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. he can't go out and party. Or you can't just come over and stop by because if his immune system is low, yeah. we can't, can't have, come in here. Yeah. Like, it's not that we don't want people over. We can't. Right. Like, you know, so I also think about that, but, like, I don't know. Like, we literally met, and I, it was not even, it was, I want to say 13 days. No, I like 16 days after we went on our first date, we found out he got diagnosed with cancer. Like, it's so mind-blowing to think about it. Like, the timing meant nothing then. Yeah. But when I started getting criticized for moving on, it's like, would you have stayed if you met someone, only knew them for 16 days, they mm-hmm. got diagnosed with cancer, and you just move in and just love them? Yeah. Till they die. Till the yeah. day they die. You know? And I'm like, I never stepped outside my marriage. I was faithful. I loved him. I never even looked another way. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like so crazy that people are so quick to say something and not even know. Like, mm-hmm. people meet will date someone for months before they even, like, considered yeah. moving in, mm-hmm. you know? And we were just like, oh, we spent nine days in the hospital, and then I moved in with him from there. Yeah, you got shit to do. Yeah. You, you needed to take care of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no questions asked. And it's like, who does that? 
Like, you know? <laughs> and then we met in November. November 23rd was when we were officially boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm-hmm. I had literally already been in his house. Okay. Then we were engaged in July and married in November before we hit our one year. I know your anniversary is my birthday. Yeah, I know. Never forget it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, like, it's just crazy that it was that fast. And when I met Nico, it was pretty fucking fast, too, because I was like, if I'm going to do this, like, here's all the shit. Like, I kind of laid it out because I'm like, that's what I did with Neil. Like, you're either going to stay or you're going to run. Yeah. And I'm going to find out now because I'm not wasting time. Right. You know? Yeah. I already did it. Yeah. I don't need to waste no time. Exactly. So... I don't know. Depression's a bitch, though. It'll get you. <laughs> It'll get you. Yeah. I have, like, my little moments, and it's it comes around, like, at the holidays. Like, I told you, I wish I knew you mm-hmm. on our first wedding. and it was, it was technically our second wedding anniversary, but when he died. Because that one, after he had passed, I mean. Because yeah. that one was a really hard one for me. And I didn't understand, like, no one knew. All these people that were his family and my family and everything and no one had any idea what day it was Mm -hmm. and I just felt like people were being assholes to me and they had no idea what I was going through and I'm just still working still doing mom life and everything and I just need to go on a drive because when I was in high school that was my thing like if I was depressed upset I wanted to drive and I wanted to listen to music super fucking loud and I want to cry and scream and just drive into the country and or like out in the country in the middle of nowhere you know and so I drove up to Huntington Lake and I drove up there with my headlights off because there's no cars up there Mm -hmm. and probably not the smartest thing to do but I did it and I was just letting it all out because no I had no one yeah you know I called friends and were answering and I just needed like someone I had no one so I'm like all right I'm going up there yeah and Neil's gonna be with me and that's it you know and I had that moment and afterwards I felt so drained and so tired how we talked about um but I felt better and I also I didn't go up there with like where I felt so depressed like I want to die like I felt heartbroken and all that emotion like coming through but I also thought about, like, I have kids at home. Yeah. Like, I need to get to. And that's the one thing that my mom, I know, was really worried about. The week, Like, the week after he passed, I took off all my kids. My mom had my kids. And I turned my phone off. I didn't tell anyone where I was going because I didn't want to talk. I was so over, like, how are you doing? Are yeah. you okay? Mm-hmm. And all those stupid fucking questions. And I was Nobody over. wants to talk to you like a normal person yeah. afterwards. They just want to ask, like... How you're doing? What you need? Right. Like I need you to just talk to me like I'm me. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I was, and then I was seeing all these people that like weren't around, and yeah. then they're just coming around now because I'm fucking depressed, and mm-hmm. my husband just died. Yeah, like where you were know? you? Yeah, and so it was just like I just wanted to get away, yeah. and I went to the beach, and I went to where we got married, and I sat on the rock that we sat on. I have the picture on, and I laid there, and I put a blanket down, and I had my journal, and I was just writing and crying. And I, didn't, I had my phone off. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I didn't want to hear anything. And then when I was going, and I ended up staying there for a couple of days. And I knew my kids were safe. That's all yeah. I needed to know. Yeah. I, and I knew I was coming back to them. It right. wasn't anything like that. But then when I turned my phone back on, 
And all these voicemails from my mom. My mom's like, Haley, we love you. Your kids love you. Remember, you have kids to come back to. And then I called her. I'm like, Mom, I'm okay. Like, I'm, I'm coming home. Yeah. And that is, like, the one thing that is a reminder. Like, you have to remember, even if you don't have kids, you always have someone to come back to. You always have someone that needs you. Like, there's always someone, even if they don't make it known, there's always someone that will miss you. Mm-hmm. There's always someone that's going to need you. Yeah. You, you know? leaving this earth does not make it better. It does not yeah, make your no. problems go away. It does not mean that nobody's going to miss you. It does not mean yeah. that you're not needed and loved and mm-hmm. wanted here. Like I posted the other day, if you feel like you're taking up space, take up that fucking space. Mm-hmm. Take it up. Absolutely. Because you're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. You might not have hit it yet. You might not have found it yet, but yeah. you're here for a mm-hmm. fucking reason. Because one of these questions is, what do you do when you have suicidal thoughts, going through depression and ways to cope with it? You need to remind yourself mm-hmm. that whatever god you believe in or or whatever you're put here in this moment for a reason absolutely whether it's for you or for somebody else you won't know but you're here Mm -hmm. and no matter what like Haley and I we're here yeah 100 percent, absolutely and the biggest thing is people didn't know how depressed I was when I was the most depressed right they People can't read you. There's so I'm really good at putting that shit yep. away. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of other people that are. So if you're feeling depressed and you're feeling like no one knows, like you need to let someone know. And I know it's the hardest thing, but yeah. you need to talk to someone, whether it's a therapist. And I went to therapy for a long time. Um, not as an adult. I went as a kid and growing up through different things. And after what happened to me when I was in high school, I needed that. And I didn't find help from the actual I did one-on-one therapy and I did group therapy Mm -hmm. the group therapy is what helped me because it was all girls there that were there for the same exact reason Mm. every girl there had been either raped or molested okay and it helped more than me talking to the woman that just went to school right and she just knew the stages that I was probably going through Mm -hmm. and it's okay that that happened but it was way more helpful when I was talking to these girls and we're all around the same age mm-hmm. and I didn't understand why I was more promiscuous after I had been raped. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense because right. there's people that can't even be touched or can't have sex after yeah. a long time. I was the opposite. I craved it. I wanted it a lot. Yeah. And because there you, was, well, I can't say that because no. you decided that. Yeah, exactly. It was a control it. thing. Yeah. It was, I was choosing who I was having sex with when I was having sex. I was getting that control back because that was taken away from me. Mm-hmm. But there's all these other girls that had been through it, and they're like, that's how I am, too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, you I'm not just feel... fucked up. Like, yeah. you know, like, because I felt like, why am I like this? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? So the group therapy helped me more than anything, and we could all relate to each other, and we all helped each other cope, and... You, but you have to find what works for you. Yeah, exactly. That like, might what not works be it. for me might not work for you. And exactly. And it just depends, like, how your mind and heart heals from things Mm -hmm. and honestly like I found that just like what helps me a lot is I post on his birthday Mm -hmm. and usually I post like um for pregnancy and infant loss awareness Mm -hmm. month and just the people that commented on there like 
we see you, mama. We we see mm-hmm. him like he's loved. Yeah. That's it. That's all I that I need. I don't right. need to tell nobody his story. Mm-hmm. People know that he was here and that he's not now, and that's it. That's right. all I need. Right. But if you need to tell somebody your beginning to end story, there's people that are listen. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's important for you to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's perfectly healthy to get that out and talk about it whether it's a group whether it's your best friend whether it's a complete stranger because sometimes it's easier to talk to strangers too Mm -hmm. my favorite thing is journaling I write in my journal it's literally tucked behind my headboard and it helps me because sometimes I feel like I don't it can be little things because I hold so much in I don't let stuff get to me and I just need to get it out I don't need to talk about it I don't need to like yeah to be a bigger thing yeah but I just write and when I was in high school, I've done it since I was young. I've Because I learned when I was younger that writing letters, that's what they told me to do, was I wrote a letter to the man that raped me. Mm-hmm. And it that helped me. It was yeah. just you can write whatever you want and you can say it, you know, what you yeah. need to and just lay it all out there. And it helped me because I wasn't holding it in. I was yeah. still getting it out without everyone knowing. So. I, that might be why I write on a balloon. I write to yeah. him every year on the balloon. Yeah. And Brantley does it and Bobby does it mm-hmm. now too. Yeah, exactly. So you just got to find your thing. It's hard. There's no like answer that's going to work for everybody. Yeah. It's just, it's different. But yeah, we're definitely here. Yeah. I mean, I know we might, we might push it a little too hard, but no matter what, Haley and I are here. Like, mm-hmm. there's... So many ways to contact us, no matter how busy we are. If you say, hey, I'm struggling, I need to talk to you. Yeah. There, there will be time. Yeah. And that, literally, my phone number is on my hair page. Like, yeah, my you turn. can call me because I'm not a texter. <laughs> <laughs> you but can text if, me. Yeah, you can text her. But, like, you can literally call me. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm not texting, just it's a phone call. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've put on my page, too, like, if you ever need a prayer or anything, like, I've I've sent out hundreds of them right just a little video Mm -hmm. of watch over you yeah absolutely well we love you and we appreciate you and thanks for listening yeah exactly (laughs) thanks for listening to our issues Mm -hmm. our struggles and triumphs and absolutely and wow. next week, we're going to bring it back and lighten it up Bring again. it back. Yeah. <laughs> back to the hailing yeah. tree that you know. Yeah, because we don't like too much of the seriousness. We'll definitely be here for it. Yeah. But, yeah, we like the fun stuff. Yeah. I'm ready to talk about sex again. Right, <laughs> right. Well, we will talk to you next week. Yep. Bye. Bye, babes. <laughs>